Dude. Dude. Sup. Sup. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dude Sup podcast. I'm your host, Dan. With me today is Pierre. Pierre? Pierre? Pierre. <laughs> the old man, That's Peter. Me. Pierre, the dog trainer. How's Hello, it going? Everyone. What's going on, old man? Uh, the dog trainer. <laughs> yeah. Um, for Keep those people that, that don't know, we you rescued a last podcast. We did. We said that. I think so. I don't think we had him four weeks ago or three weeks ago or two weeks ago or last week. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? This isn't our okay. first one back. I have a puppy who's turning eight weeks tomorrow and I can't say anything else. That's it. That's the life. Uh, lack of sleep and training a puppy. Yeah. And we'll get into that obviously later. That's going to be uh, one of the topics that we talk about today is training a puppy and, and getting into that. But no, we, do, we don't have snow. Yeah, well, we do. At least we did. It's, it's not good mainly point. melted today, but we got some snow finally. Uh, Ashlyn's first snow. She, you know, she's Fabulous. almost two. She turns two in a month and a half. And her first snow, because we didn't really get any last year. So she really got to experience that and enjoy that. So we went out after work on the day it was snowing and we probably got two inches. Maybe it was good. It was good packing snow, you know, good for snowballs, good to make a snowman. Our neighbors, uh, a couple of kids older than, than ours, I think they're eight and 10 went out and they have a giant snowman in their front yard now. So that that's fun. It was fun to be out there with the kids. We got videos and pictures of them playing. So that was a lot of fun, but yeah, it's snow, it's cold, it's ice. You know, we didn't want to risk it and bring Jay to school that day. Cause all the, his daycare school preschool was open, even though all the other schools were closed, but you don't risk it with that stuff. So we kept him home. But yeah, we got some snow. We finally got some weather, and and now it's just freezing our asses off. So, oh well, oh well. Should we get into it? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's do it. We'll pick it up with Dad's life rules. And 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 I looked at this rule, and and the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, it's not really Dad's life rule. This is a rule, I'm sure that I have seen, that I've picked up, that is not mine as a, 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 a an invention. But I put it down because with two boys and as they grew up and all of that, it was appropriate to have a rule 29, which says never break up with a girlfriend on a major holiday, on her birthday or an anniversary. But if you're going to break up, do it a few weeks before. Yeah. And, and look, this whole thing is self-evident. Um, obviously somebody else thought of the rule and it's, it goes around. And I think every father passes this one down, um, to their sons or vice versa, their daughters, which, cause girls can break up with guys. So it becomes never break up with a boyfriend. Right. on a major holiday or his birthday, etc. cetera. It, it goes both ways, especially you uh, who has Ashlyn and ja Jameson. Mm -hmm. um, this is a rule that will pass down to both of them so that they understand it. Um, Self-evident. Um, 
you know, happy birthday, honey, I'm breaking up with you. Right. right. And, and, you know, we're not talking about, you know, oh my God, major fight, you know, you're a piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. I'm breaking up with you and walking out. That's not, it's not a spur of the moment rule. It's a, okay, the relationships run its course. Oh man, we're we're approaching her birthday in a few weeks. Or Valentine's Day, yeah. Right. I, I need to end this now so that you know, we can save you know, we don't need to do the plans for whatever the hell's gonna go on that day. Valentine's Day. Right, exactly. So yeah, that's kind of where it comes from. It's not a I'm gonna you know what? In in you know, Christmas is coming up. I'm going to plan a big fight right now, and we're going to get into a fight. Yeah, race. and it, uh, it needs to be. It's a it's a civility thing. It's a it's a common courtesy thing. That's right. It doesn't have to be a fight. It, it you're breaking up, and it, you know how many times in my life have I broken up with a girl, um, and a girlfriend? There weren't fights that broke us up. You went your own way. You did your thing, and you said see ya, but you didn't say see ya on her birthday. Yeah. Right. So kind of keep dates in mind. If you're, you're realizing a relationship is ending, just be mindful of the calendar and what's going on and And special days. Yeah. Uh, Anniversaries, things like that. And, uh, and if they're saying, well, tomorrow's our eight month anniversary and guess what might, might be better to, to have that breakup anyway, you know? Yeah, eight, eight months, months right? yeah. the thing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But it's been eight months since we took our first walk together. No, yeah. that's not a thing. I'm that's glad right. I'm breaking up with you at that point. He's just going to say, and that's why I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> yeah. you know that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Dad's Life Rule 29. Never break up with a girlfriend on a major ho- or boyfriend on a major holiday, her birthday, his birthday, or an anniversary. However, if you know you're going to break up, do it a few weeks before the event. Yep. Good deal there. Well, then we can move into the Daily Dan Top 5 list brought to you by Papa Schmear's Bagels, a top five bagel for a top five breakfast. Come check us out at papashmearsbagels.com or on Instagram at papashmearsbagels. Speaking of bagels, we're going to keep it food related today. Kind of food related, I guess with drinks and more specifically my top five non-alcoholic beverages yeah i and you know i've thought about it i and i certainly think that that the ones that i'm going to throw out are not going to be your favorites but to be honest with you dan what are you drinking now so i can put that on the list (laughs) what i'm drinking now is on the list so i'm not telling you and and i i it's a, here, I can show uh, you. No, I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah, no, I know what it is. Green, um, green can. Take a guess. Yeah, no, I know what it is, and I'm going to say it right now. Um, it might not be number one, but it's close, and that's ginger ale. Yeah, ginger ale, definitely on my list. Um, I have it because, it. I, you know, growing up, I really only drank ginger ale, I feel like, when I had a stomach ache. And I was always told warm ginger ale. We always had ginger ale around for one reason or another. I think mom sure. used to drink it or Nana, someone would, would drink it. So we always had it. Um, but getting older and realizing the the lactose intolerance that I have and, you know, ginger soothes a stomach. So 
I, I kind of would always pair it either with taking lactate pills or if I knew I was eating you know, pizza or something like that, I tried to have a ginger ale and I found that it actually helped. So for those of you out there with uh, lactose intolerance or problems, keep some ginger ale on hand if you, if you like me, love cheese and dairy and are going to eat it regardless. Uh, I have found that it definitely helps. So I have ginger ale at number three. Okay, lactose intolerance, be damned. And remembering your youth and remembering great drinks and, and best non-alcoholic drinks, chocolate milk. Yep, absolutely. And now they have A2 milk or those ultra pasteurized high filtered milks which or is it almond milk does that work too because they make a real milk, good yep. chocolate almond, milk yeah almond milk works as well but i you know i've been partial to a2 milk or fair life depending on which is on sale they're both uh, they're both legitimate cow's milk regular milk it's just they've been ultra filtered to get that stuff out and i have chocolate milk at number five hundred percent Love okay. chocolate. Wish, wish, you know, in growing up, you know, I always had to have a glass of milk with dinner, right? Regardless, which is a whole nother topic and discussion we can have. What, but the things that your mother forced you to do? <laughs> parenting. Yeah. And how, how to bear, where, where I was forced to drink regular milk. And if it, with every meal, regardless of what it was, spaghetti or whatever, which is some people I know do enjoy glasses of milk with any meal. That's fine. I didn't as a kid. But if you made it chocolate milk, it would have been gone in 20 seconds. It would have chugged it. So, and that's what we do for Jameson now. He doesn't really like regular milk. He'll drink plain milk. But every morning I make him a little cup of chocolate milk so that he gets his milk for the day and he drinks it. It's not Absolutely. Good. Okay. So I have chocolate milk at number five. Um, I, I Again, I, I, I know my top five. I don't think it's yours. I've got to put a soda on the list. And where I would put cream soda on my list, I'm going to put root beer on your list. Shaka. Nope. The only bubbly drink I have on my list is ginger ale. Okay. Harkening back to when you were visiting, let's go with an Arnold Palmer. Shaka. Not an Arnold Palmer either. The mix of lemonade and iced tea, for those of you who don't know what that is, is a very good drink. I do like it. There's, It's just a little too sweet for me most of the time with, with the lemonade mixed in. But I, I enjoy them on occasion. Um, and I will say, you know, harkening back to, to soda, I do like, I, haven't, I don't really drink it anymore. You know, if we're at a fast food or something that's not Chick-fil-A, I'll get a Dr. Pepper, I'll get an orange soda, um, something like that. But I don't really drink soda anymore. Really, the only bubbly drinks I have now is ginger ale. Used to like used to like orange soda. I did used to like orange. Well, used to like grape soda. I used to love grape soda. Josh got me into orange soda because that was his favorite. And then grape soda kind of fell by the wayside everywhere you went, and orange soda became the predominant. So... Okay, we, we have to put a juice on here, I guess. Um, I could say orange juice, but I think it's more like apple juice. Shaka. If there was a juice on this list, it would probably be apple. 
but I do not have a juice on this list. What the hell, Dan? Come on, dude. Think about what I drink. Think about what people drink. Water. Okay, well, I fucking hate water, so that's wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> I drink it out of necessity. I don't drink it because I like what it. What do people drink? Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, there was an obvious one that uh, that I, I hadn't thought of until now. Coffee. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Coffee, number one. Love coffee. Gotta have it in the morning. And for those who say you're not drinking coffee if you don't drink it black, get the fuck out, okay? Really? I'm drinking it with my flavored vanilla creamer. I don't, man, I, and I remember being eight, nine years old and you would make me quote unquote coffee. And it was what, like a splash of coffee in milk with like three things of sugar. And maybe a third and two thirds. Um, and yes, and some sugar. I, and that started me on coffee. Uh, but you know, and I used to drink coffee with creamer and sugars and all that. I've been able to cut it back. You give me a cup of coffee with some cream in it, with almond milk in it, with what I use, a vanilla creamer in it. And yes, there are some delicious lactose-free creamers out there. Take a look. It, it works for me. Just give me a little creamer and some coffee every morning. Yeah, I don't put sugar in it anymore either. I just use the creamer. And I, I think that's that's a good thing for us. Yeah. So I, coffee, 100% number one. Okay, no juice. Um, You're missing two, two and four. Uh, without bubbles, not a juice. I, it's not iced tea. You want a hint? Yeah. Athletes. Oh, Gatorade. Yeah. Um, the color? Orange, probably. Orange, 100%. Orange Gatorade number two. Okay. Uh, I drink a Gatorade once a day. Nor we we buy the small ones, um, the little eight ounce ones, not the big ones, because that we do on occasion. But drink a little one every day. That's where <laughs> that's what gives me my my hydration for the day. Because, like I said, I don't I barely drink water. So Gatorade number two, orange specifically, and you know every every color has its own thing. Like when I'm sick, I prefer the dark blue. Chelsea's favorite's light blue, so we get that. Jameson likes to pick random crap, so we'll get a, a white one or a green one or whatever every once in a while. But if I get to pick, it's orange all day, every day. Another That's hint. the number four, dude. Another hint for two. Um, well, that was two. You're missing four. Four is, you, you've mentioned it, and it was part of a different drink that you've mentioned. Well, <laughs> it's my go-to drink at Chick-fil-A. It's my go-to drink when I come to your house. I don't necessarily make it or keep it at my house, but most of the time when I go somewhere else, they have it and I get it and drink it. Come on. Hey, Dan. You've already said it. Iced tea. Yeah, iced tea. Because it's unsweetened. basically, yes, unsweet, 100% unsweet. It has to be unsweetened. If you drink sweet tea, yes. Watch it, I, drink I, sweet tea. Look, man, I went to college in the South, and I learned very quickly that when you go to a restaurant and you order iced tea, 
they're going to bring you sweet tea unless you say otherwise. So I now, no matter where I am, I could be in Vermont where they've never even heard of sweet tea. And I'm saying, can I get unsweet tea, please? So learn my lesson very quickly there. But so that's my top five. Number five, chocolate milk. Thinking on it right now, I would go chocolate milk slash Yoohoo. It's a chocolate uh, drink. It's not chocolate milk. You know, I didn't I, think about Yoohoo, but yes. Yoohoo, which yep. Chelsea gets me for every special occasion for yep. us. Yeah. Uh, number four, unsweet tea. Number three, ginger ale. Two, orange Gatorade. And number one, coffee. Is so, something on your list that would be on my list other than the sodas, the two sodas. Um, if I say to you an egg cream. Would you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Egg cream is, it's like seltzer water and chocolate milk or something, right? Basically, yes. Yeah. It's like bubbly chocolate milk. Basically, yes. Yeah. I know. Okay. In Brooklyn. I got gotcha. you. Toby, I'm drinking the most fantastic thing I've ever tasted in my life. Chocolate syrup, cold milk, and seltzer. I know it sounds terrible, but trust me, I don't know where this has been all my life. It's called an egg cream, Mr. President. We invented it in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn? Yes, sir. Not New England. There are some good things in this world, not from New England, sir. Toby, don't ever let me hear you say that again. Yes, sir. It's Queens, asshole. Okay, whatever. It's New York. It's all the same. All right. All right. Well, that was the Daily Dan Top 5 list brought to you by Papa Schmear's Bagels. Top 5 bagel for a top 5 breakfast. Come check us out at papaschmearsbagels.com or on Instagram at papaschmearsbagels. How much money do they give us to advertise? Absolutely nothing. Oh, good. (laughs) But I'm happy to do it for a good cause. Absolutely. And I eat one every morning, so why not? And they're good. Um, We're going to switch up. Hey, Grandpa, a little bit today. You know, we've been kind of going through the Hey, Grandpa timeline, but I thought it appropriate. And with the the next topic that we'll get into with you and little Thor over there, I thought it would be fun to say, Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. Tell us about all the pets that you've had in your life. Okay, and I, I, I won't dawdle over each and every one of them, although I'll give you just a little bit of each. Um, growing up, Forest Hills, no dogs allowed. Not that my mother or father would allow me to have a dog anyway, or a cat. The first no alternative because the apartment doesn't didn't allow them. There, there were there were people who had dogs. But it was not because it was an apartment. It wasn't uh, very prevalent. Um, the first couple I can remember would be going to the circus or a carnival and invariably coming home with a goldfish or a little turtle. Oh, uh, turtle! Yeah, little baby turtles. Uh, none of them had names, and none of them lived very long. Um, <laughs> but they were the they were the first. Sure. But probably at eight years old, and I don't know whose idea it was, we got a parakeet, a yellow parakeet named Whiskers. Uh, The name because when he puffs up, it looked like he had whiskers. Um, 
and typically I had my parakeets for eight years and, and whiskey uh, lasted about seven or eight years, was, as all my birds, terrific birds. We used to leave the cage open. Uh, he used to be able to fly around at will, land on a table, land wherever he wanted to. Um, Whiskers was the first parakeet. And when he died, we went, and let's say age 15, 14, we went to Sam, also a parakeet, a blue parakeet. Um, same thing as, as Whiskers, cage open. Um, they would talk. Um, they were all friendly. They were all trained. Um, just a delight to have. And something that mom made me grow up and do is clean the cage and feed them every day and give them fresh water. And uh, that was fine. I loved the parakeets. Went on to college. Uh, I guess the birds stayed in the Forest Hills apartment. Um, when I, probably when I graduated college, Max had died. Max, Sam, no, Max. Whiskers, Max. Not Sam. Um, I, I, I want to say there was a Sam also. Maybe one of the birds died young. I don't remember. Um, but let's say three parakeets. But by the time I graduated college, uh, there was no pet. Then I married Marlene. And after about a year, we went to a pet store and for a, almost a re rescue got a, a little rat dog named Shaney. Um, Who we've heard about. Yep. And, and that was the first dog that I, I ever had. Um, I don't remember much about him. I don't remember much about training him. I don't remember anything other than he looked like a small um, Doberman, for lack of, of uh, other description. Um, but maybe 30 pounds. Very sweet. Um, first dog. After Marlene, when I was on my own, I went back to the old standby and got myself a parakeet. Green parakeet. Goomba, Goomba. Who I think we also talked about. Goomba was the best bit. bird I ever had. Although he's being challenged right now. Ooh. But but Goomba was by far the best. Um, as a single person was was my best friend. And again, always out, always with me on the table when I was eating, on my uh, glass when I was drinking. Um, always there, talked. Um, Goomba. So four parakeets, a couple of turtles and goldfish, Shaney. And then I met your mother. Um, Renee had a cat. Um, and remember, I still have Goomba. Renee had a cat, Sophie. Sophie was six months at the time I met your mother. So Sophie was literally my cat as well. Um, not a terror, but a fickle cat. Um, not, didn't like everybody but liked me, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, welcome to cats. Cats have two two sides of them. You're, they're either like Sophie, it sounds like, and Mitts, my cat, Mimi, Mittens, they like mom and dad. And 
everyone else go fuck yourself. I, I, I think you. to an, not, you have to love everyone. It's one or well, the other. Not as not as violent uh, as your cat. Hmm. I think that that you know he was she was kind of friendly. She wasn't um, a hideaway if somebody came over, but mm -hmm. but no, you know, don't pet me. Yeah. Um, about a year later, we decided to get a second cat. And by the way, Sophie was a tiger cat. Um, we went and for like five bucks, got ourselves a kitten that we called Brandy. Also, Where did Sophie and Brandy come from? The names? Yeah. I don't know where Sophie came from because your mother had named her before me. And I don't remember hearing uh, a story about it. Brandy was, you know, you're picking a, a cat name. Um, I, I don't think anything special. I think Brandy just came out of the air. Okay. Again, a tiger cat, a little smaller than Sophie. And this one, as you, you had mentioned, this cat loved everybody. This cat was a sweet, sweet, sweet cat. And uh, my, my one memory that I'll share with is I remember um, I'd sit at the dining room table with my attache and I'd either be doing some work or I would be doing some bills or whatever. And Brandy would jump on the table and sit on my attache case and watch me as I did all of this. Um, I think if we had to to name it, Brandy was my cat. Sophie was your mother's cat. Yeah. Um, I mean, our cats, but. Um, well, and just so, for, for audience not knowledge, I, I remember Brandy. I don't remember much. I remember having Brandy as a little, I was young. And I remember, I don't remember Sophie. Did Sophie pass before I was born? Or just I'm I, too young and don't remember? I don't remember either. Uh, I'll go I'll go check on, on the lists because I will have it. Yeah. Well, um, and I remember the name, obviously. So I know, I, I Sophie is the first pet of yours that I know the name. Aside from like the stories and everything. I, I think she, she probably, I guess she died. Um, I can remember, I think, Christmas videos and, and seeing Brandy right. traipsing around. But I'll, I'll find out. Um, I loved cats. I enjoyed cats. I'm a dog person, but I, I really enjoyed the two cats a lot. Um, and then we decided to get a dog. And we adopted um, at a pet rescue, a Sheltie pet rescue. We adopted a three-year-old Sheltie, Shetland Sheepdog, named Holly. The name came with right. Holly. And this was, this was special. Yeah. Um, I loved the Shetland Sheepdog. She was very friendly, very loving, very easily and very well trained yes uh, i can't remember honestly ever having her on a leash um, maybe when we first got her 
Uh, and then you yes. realize the dog's not going to do anything. And no, and 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 was a great, great dog. Well, well, and the one story I always I always tell people about Holly is I remember Yardley, especially if you guys weren't home. If that doorbell rang, she would run and try and push me and Josh to the basement stairs. And if a, an adult was home, would then go to the adult and say, hey, there's someone at the door. Yeah, she she did that um, uh, in Overly as well on Sparrow Drive because that's when we had gotten her. Right. Um, and and not only would she um, herd you down the stairs, yeah. she'd herd anybody else that was around. Right. Um, get down the stairs into the basement. She was great. Um, I want to say she died at five or six. So uh, after a couple of years of cancer, you well, seem what, to remember. What, what, year, what year did we get her? You know, Come that, on. You, you're going to make me go get my papers, Dan. Well, then go get your paper. Okay, so we got her in probably what ninety six. She was probably. she was around for a little bit when we got Spencer. Yes, she was. There are pictures of of the yes two on of on the couch, her. and we got him in um, two thousand. So. And I thought we had her for about four years. I'm going to, I'll, I'm going to check just for you and I, I don't think the podcast listeners really care, but yes, I'll check in tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Holly was a great dog. Um, for Josh's 13th birthday, 1990. Well, that's not Josh's 13th birthday. Year 2000. I'm sorry. And it wasn't for Josh. So try again. It was for his bar mitzvah. You can go fuck yourself. Spencer was my dog, and I asked for it, and it was mine. So we got him for you when you were 10? Yes. Okay. Um, when Dan was 10, <laughs> it was Dan just had been asking for a dog. So we went out. I, I, I don't know where the love necessarily came from, but I, I think it was a stuffed animal that I had once gotten, and it was a goldenish puppy-looking stuffed animal and became my favorite and so i wanted a golden retriever and i remember having a golden retriever nightlight and i remember having a a switch over my yes the, the, panel the, switch. Over the switch was a golden retriever one and i wanted yep. a golden retriever and we went to a breeder in west virginia in stephen city and for 750 dollars we got a, an eight-week-old puppy that we called Spencer because of the Robert B. Parker character that was my favorite. And wasn't a bad name for a dog anyway, but we named him Spencer. And well, I'm that, his name. Well, and that, that is also one of my favorite stories because we went up there when they were maybe five or six weeks old and at the time they had three puppies the girl puppy they were keeping and they had the biggest dog in the litter and the smallest dog in the litter and we went over to their house and i remember being in the kitchen with these two puppies and the big ones going nuts and playing and jumping and having fun and i'm sitting on the floor and this little puppy Came over and put it right into your lap. 
right into my lap and curled yeah, up and I was that was it I mean how do you not take that one so I this one and he was it um we don't have to go into all the diatribe of, of no. Spencer but uh Spencer was an all-time great dog yes um we had Spencer um and I guess Brandy died and we wanted a cat and we went the vet veterinarian that, that we used, uh, in Iamsville used to get all these cats, stray cats off. And we adopted a nine month old long haired cat that we called Murphy. And I remember this story as well, because actually you, we're bringing Spencer in for a checkup of some kind and shots. And this cat was on the, the floor as you walked in and you went back and you told mom, there's a cat at the vet. I, this is a, we need to get this cat. And you and her went back and got the cat and brought it home. Great cat. Loved the cat. Um, he was a big fluff ball. He was a big fluff ball. He was a great, she, you know, he, he was a great cat. He was a great cat. Um, the only story I will now say is it's 2003 and Spencer's three years old and Murphy is about three years old and I'm getting a divorce. What do you do with the cat and the dog? Do you, do, do the cat and the dog go back and forth with the kids? Well, a we cat doesn't. I would have been fine if the dog did. Well, your mother would say that the cat was mine. Yeah. So, the, no, you take the cat. Right. But the dog was going to go back and forth. And bottom line, we go to a mediator to discuss how to break out all the expenses. And your mother is busting my ass. And your mother wants everything. Your mother wants 100% of the house sale. Your mother wants 100% of the furniture. Your mother wants 100% of everything and about a million dollars in child support. And, you know, of course, the mediator looked and said, uh, I'm not sure that's very fair. <laughs> and, and she said, okay, 75%. And I want all the furniture. He can have his shit. And I looked at her and I said, I get the dog. And she said, deal. Which is for the best anyway, especially in the situations that ended up happening. I mean, with the, with where she lived and, you know, even, even because, you know, after school, I always went to your house after school, even if it was her week to walk Spencer. And that's where I would get picked up when I couldn't drive. But even when I could, I'd drive over, walk Spencer, and then I'd drive up. Yeah, it, you know, it haunts me to this day that I probably could have gotten Spencer anyway in 50-50. Yeah. Um, and Andrea never lets me forget that. But the dog was very important to me and really wasn't, you know, I, and again, to tell stories uh, out of school, um, if Renee and I were fighting, I would take Spencer out for a walk. And we'd walk for at least an hour, an hour and a half. It cleared my mind. It got me out of the house. 
but it was me bonding with Spencer more than, and it was Peter who trained Spencer and it was Peter who got him housebroken and it was Peter who got him to sit and come and do all of those things. Spencer was, I won't say my no. dog. because no, I think my dog. Was, yeah, I, yeah, my dog. I agree. And, <laughs> and to the great extent, Josh also, yeah. but, but um, we had Spencer. So we're divorced and I move out and we're in Urbana and we have Spencer and we have Murphy and things are good, cat and a dog. And then we moved to Swanee and within a month of being in Swanee, our neighbor, uh, the Claytons, um, Donna Clayton worked for the local ASPCA, which was right down the block on Buford. And came to me one day and said, because I was over at Johnny's and said, uh, you want another dog? And I said, mm-hmm. and she said, we've just gotten in the sweetest dog in the whole world. And you have to take him. <laughs> and I, look, it's a dog. Yeah. And I went down the block and over to the ASPCA and there was a, I guess he was about nine months, six months. We don't really know. He was young. He was 18 pounds. He was a flat-coated retriever. He had just gotten all sorts of medical treatment. Uh, his face was covered in ticks. He had um, all sorts of diseases. He, he, he was 19 pounds, and he was a big dog. Well, okay, but he he wasn't a full flat coat because I've been I've I've looked it up. He was a flat full coat flat coat. Thing, Shut up! They, you don't know. Wasn't because You're stupid. Flat, <laughs> flat coats are the same size as goldens, and he was half the size. No, they're not. No, they're not. And he yes, was two thirds the size. Of... No, flat. I'm going to jump through the screen right like now and kill you. Do I'm going to kill you. Do it. He was mixed. He was. He looked like a flat coat mixed with a corgi because he was little. Nope. You're nope, so you're wrong. wrong. Nope. Oh, anyway. Grandkids, oh, excuse me, Jameson and Ashlyn and Casey. Um, this is a hey grandpa. It's not a hey stupid son. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm telling you that Hawk was a flat coated retriever. He was full blooded. Uh he topped out at about 50 pounds, which was about right for a flat-coated retriever. And I, I, there was no question of taking him and fed him. And he got along with Spencer very well. And Murphy could care less. Um, one dog, two dogs. And we got Hawk. And as with Spencer one, I would tell you that Hawk was the greatest dog in the history of dogs. And I'm look, understand something. I'm saying that about Holly. Yeah. I'm saying it about Spencer. No, saying it about Hawk. Best dog in the world. We named him Hawk um, because he was black and also because we needed another name and Spencer was still our favorite books. And by this time, the kids 
were reading yeah. Spencer books. Oh yeah. And 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 Hawk to, is Spencer's best friend in the books. So that he became the dog. Now, if, if Spencer wasn't black, he'd still be named Hawk. Uh, let's put that out there. But it was apropos. Yeah, uh, because Hawk in the, the book the is the character black. is a very big, physical, fit boxing black guy who will kick anyone's ass. It just fit that Hawk, the dog, happened to be right. black too. And and Hawk happened to be the sweetest dog in the world and wouldn't Pretty bite much. anybody uh, no matter what. So we're sitting in Swanee. We have Murphy, we have Spencer, and we have Hawk. And about a year or so later, I know, I guess it's now, it's, Mur two, it's 2012. Murphy's gone. You didn't have Murphy when you got the third. Okay. Murphy's gone. We have Spencer and Hawk at about seven and 12. three. No. 2007. Oh, 2007. Well, you're that's saying... when we got home. No, you're right. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. Spencer is 12. And Hawk is six. It's got to be before then. It's got to be well, 2010 well, we, or 2011, I think. We got, no, I'm telling you, we got we got Hawk in 2007 when I first moved to Sony. Right. No, right. Okay. That's correct. Then, then we got, um, it was 2012, Dan, and I'm certain of it because it was three months before I met Andrea because he was a puppy when I met Andrea. And I met Andrea in March of 2012. And it was, no, wait a minute. Did you have Spencer when you met? Yes. No. no. Spencer died. Spencer died in April 2012. Right. But it was and that's, January. That's around the time. No, because I was, was down February. there with you. It wouldn't have been January. It, I think it, it was the previous, like, May or June. No. He was four You're months old when we He was four, I know this for sure, Dan. He was four months old when we got him. It was more, it was like February, early March when we got Stoney. I'm certain. Well, I remember that story. I remember getting him because I was down no. there with you. And, and again, that story was we were coming back from something and I said, let's stop at the SPCA and see if they have any dogs. And well, you, just you to had look been at looking, dogs. I think, because you had seen, I don't know if it was on a website or, or whatever, but you had seen that there are these two new puppies there. There were a whole bunch. We And we went just to see. And we walked in and we go to the back and there's everybody's barking and there are mostly pits and they're mostly older dogs. And then almost eye level in a cage is four-month-old Stoney. Yeah. And Sitting there, just laying there just hmm. there was it was a no-brainer and of course you had said to me on our way down dad if you go in there looking for a dog you're going to come out with a dog yeah a hundred percent we and we were coming up to the turn to your to your street right coming and, up and I, yes. said, I said look you can either turn into your street and we're going home or the second you pass and don't turn in you're we coming home dog. with a new dog right and we did and we came home with four-month-old Stoney, who they they called a mini Australian Shepherd. Um, we're going to definitely call him a mix, 
although somebody identified him as a mini American shepherd. Um, and he's very close to looking like that. And we got Stoney and we had Stoney and Hawk and Spencer for about two months. And then in April, we lost Spencer at 12 years old. Yep. So we had Hawk and Stoney and that's the way it was. Yeah, you had them for a while, a long time until until Spencer 2. Yeah, it was time to, I guess Andrea had heard all the stories of Spencer and seen all the pictures and wanted a golden retriever. I thought for once he wanted something small, but wanted a golden retriever. And again, we found somebody with a litter. And at nine weeks old, we got Spencer. Golden Retriever, we get a puppy. 2015. We are now in Hollywood, Florida. 2016, I think. And we're in Hollywood, and we get a nine-week-old Golden Retriever puppy. And there's nothing to say other than right from the start he was great he grew up beautiful as all goldens are i think they're one of the better breeds for anything really yes there's no question about it some are prettier than others um spencer one was was a good-looking dog but wasn't a show dog good-looking this spencer is and again based on father and mother um great dog and um we named him uh, i think initially we named him sunshine yeah, get the name. fuck out of here and then his name is getting... moose by the way it's not spencer too it's not spencer it's moose well sorry that's fine it's it's moose spencer um we named him spencer again and um you know, as of right now, he's six years old and he's fantastic. Um, about a year ago, a neighbor said, I understand that you're a bird lover. I've got a parakeet. I want a, a young parakeet I want to give away. Would you take it? Uh, I'll give you the cage. I'll give you food and all that. And into the house comes Gibbs. And uh, probably eight or nine month old parakeet. Well, pause for a second. Did we explain Stoney's name? No, we didn't. Stoney um, is yet another Robert B. Parker character, Jesse Stone, who is a police chief of a small town in Massachusetts. And so Stoney was born and it it fit how he looked too i mean it kind of looks like right, a, he's a, a brindle and and yes absolutely so yes thank you dan and so we got stony um then we got gibbs who was sitting next to me in podcast number one making a whole racket until dancing special so, guest but i sits next to me on at the table uh also the cage is always open during the day 
He's on the table mostly with me. He's flying around. Um, and and Moosey tries to eat him. I don't know if he tries to eat him or yeah, play with him, but but so so at that point we have Gibbs and Stony and Hawk and Spencer, and we lose Hawk, which was very traumatic. Yeah, and Andrea keeps looking at videos of golden retrievers. Jesus. And golden retriever puppies. And look at the golden retriever puppy playing with her brother and the big one. And look at this. And uh, and for two years, I hear nothing but, oh, look at the little gold. Look, can we get one? Can we get one? Can we get one? Can we get one? Can we? And I'm going, no, 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 no. And that sounds very much like my relationship with Chelsea in reverse. Chelsea, look at this puppy. Can we get it? Chelsea, look at this puppy. Can we get it? Chelsea, look at this puppy. No, 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 no. Only you caved. I still can't get her to cave yet. Oh, well, and and look, I'm 74 years old. A puppy might be a little work. And, you know, can we afford it? And, and do we buy one? And, and you know... They're $2,000 and I'm not buying a golden. Yeah. Especially since we've been hammering you. If you get another dog for whatever reason, you better effing rescue because there's so many. And look at the rescues you've gotten in the past and ours. How do you not rescue one? No, and that's true. But to to rescue a golden is almost impossible, except for the circumstance that we found ourselves in. We decided... Well, we went to a breeder, our breeder, who where we got Spencer, and he said, "We, I'm no longer in the business. And we said, okay. And he said, but I've got a guy in Jacksonville who had a litter. So we went to him and we said, what's, what's going on? And he said, $2,800, I have a boy for you. And we said, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. He called us two weeks later and said, I still have the boy 2000. And we said, Goodbye. He came to us a week later and said 1200. And we said, oh, let us think about it. And Andrea wanted the dog. And it was going to be 1200 And we were going to get him when he was nine weeks old on January 23rd. But the breeder had a problem and needed to get rid of the puppies because he was going out of the country. You know the story, right? Yeah. Yeah, you said. And and said, I need to get rid of the puppies. I have two puppies left. They're five weeks old. And they're weaned off their mother. But I have to get rid of them. Take the dog. Yeah. And at that point, it's a no-brainer. I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm a, a dog... I'm not a dog whisperer, but I can train a dog. 
Yeah. Five well, weeks. We'll get little, into that next, but five weeks is a little different. But I'll I'll take the dog, and at five weeks and two days on a Saturday, three weeks ago, we get a purebred golden retriever puppy. What's your name? Thor. He's by my feet. He's is, and we now have Thor, and he and Spencer are good friends. Um, Stony wants Stony is now twelve. Stony wants no part of anybody yeah. or anything except me. And you know, the puppy comes over and he growls, and the puppy goes away. But Spencer and the puppy are playing constantly. He turns eight weeks old tomorrow. And to end this story, I would tell you that at eight, he's not eight weeks now and he's still peeing and shitting in the house, but he knows his name. He comes when he's called and he can sit on command. He is now trained to sit and he's not even eight weeks old. Starting next week, housebreaking in earnest, and I will suspect that by the time we do the next podcast, he's housebroken. Uh, that becomes my challenge. But he's worn me out. Um, you know, rule number 70, at 70 years old, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. I don't regret pull getting the, Pull the Murtaugh card. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't regret getting him. It wasn't my idea, but I'm looking at him right now, and he's just the sweetest thing in the world. Well, and he's cute as hell. And he is cute as hell and gorgeous and the same color as Spencer. And I'm looking forward to having him grow up a little bit and be trained and be able to walk him and do all that stuff. He has, he gets his shots on Friday and that's the pet story. Hey, grandpa. Yeah. Well, that took way too fucking long. Hey, and grandpa, you, you were you supposed know to remember your damn pets. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. Jesus. I'm very talkative. You're very old and decrepit. I am. Well, that's hey, Grandpa, which which leads us into what we're going to talk about. And this, it honestly doesn't have to be that long of a topic. Um, we can kind of go into some details, but we wanted to talk about training a puppy. You're going through it now. Certainly, anyone who's had a dog has to train it. And, you know, our, our story always is we got Charlotte when she was three months old from the Kansas Humane Society. And she had already been returned once at three months old. What, what, what? And the reason they, you, if you're returning one to this humane society, you had to give a reason. And the reason was untrained and too rambunctious. It, it, it's a, it's a three month old puppy. Like you, you got to train it and do that. And it's a and puppy. It, it's rambunctious. It's a, it's a, it's a puppy. Like, what'd you expect? Right. So, we got Charlotte at three months and we got it at the right time because she, Chelsea was just, we got it the day after school let out 
uh, at the end of May. And so Chelsea was going to be home for three months with this dog before school started up again, which was great, perfect timing to, you know, Chelsea's home with the dog and could train every day. And if it needed to go out, go out and really didn't have a whole lot of issues or accidents with Charlotte uh, because you're there, right? Like you're going to have some, obviously, and certainly with your five and a half week old puppy versus a 12 week old dog, that's a little different. And so we didn't really have to deal with a whole lot of accidents, maybe just one or two um, within the first couple of weeks. And then, you know, training. And Chelsea has a friend who got a puppy three, four years ago while we were living in Wichita and they were, uh, that's where she was. And, and got a puppy and we said, she asked for advice and we said, the one thing you got to do is crate train. You have to crate train dogs to, to, to not, not just, it's not mean. It's not, you know, lock them in a cage. It's their safe spot. Give them their own safe space within the house to be theirs. And that's the crate. And that's what we did with Charlotte. When we would both go to work, she was in the crate for, we, we did it for about a year and then you slowly start the boundaries. We're going to be gone for a couple hours. Let them out. You're going to be at night. We would put her in there, not having her sleep with us right away because it needed to be her safe spot. And she loved going into the crate. So that was the piece of advice. And of course she didn't listen at all. And now she has a crazy dog and jumps on the beds and whatever, but it's a great dog. I love the dog, but so training and you training head, try to get this one not to, to jump and no. go nuts and, on people. Okay. You know, you've said, you said that a lot and I'm going to, since we're talking about training, um, you, you talk about crate training and yes, you have a crate and yes, you use the crate for the appropriate reasons, not as a jail. Right. But the, the first thing you have to do is get it housebroken. Right. You can't have the dog peeing and shitting in your house. You cannot do that. And I've had three weeks of that right. because a five-week-old puppy is not going to be trained. Now, I would tell you, he goes out maybe 10 times a day mm-hmm. and he will pee or poop or both outside and he gets a treat, Right, which is what you have to do. Good yeah. boy, good boy, good boy, here's a treat. Um. I have not said to him when he peed in the house, bad boy, bad boy, bad right. boy, bad boy. And you have to see him doing it in order to do that. I'm waiting for eight weeks. Spencer, when we got him, which and he was not housebroken, peed once in the house and pooped once in the house. And that was it. Yeah, there's definitely a maturity. You're cognizant dog. of it. You, and as an owner who is training, you have to be cognizant of the timing as I am with the puppy. I I miss something because he's going in half an hour instead of the hour and a half. But if you're cognizant of it, you can get him trained. So he's good. Uh, At night, he'll get up after four hours of sleep and start crying. Mm -hmm. And I take him out and he does his thing. And he goes back into the crate and he does that twice at night. Uh, And then in the morning, he'll go right out and he'll do it outside, but he's still doing it in the house. 
But once he turns eight, housebreaking is number one. Now, you know, you talked about jumping and you talked about housebreaking is it. After that, everything else is either gravy or you have a specific reason that you want to do it. Right. Um, in my mind, and what I told you before, he's now eight weeks old tomorrow. Thor will come. He knows his name, right. which is very important. And he has to come when he's called. 80% of the time, Thor, now, did we mention his name is Thor? Yes. Right now, Thor will come when he's called 80% of the time. And almost 100% of the time, when I call him and he comes, and I tell him to sit, he will sit. He's not eight weeks old yet, and he's sitting and coming on command. Well, and part of that's breed, obviously, because Goldens are smarter breeds. And no question breed, about but, it. But that, but it goes to repetition on your end as well. Is you got to do it every time. Get them that's to learn and, that when they come you to have you, to have a treat. Well, yes. The little piece of treat. Yep. That he gets when you do it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if he comes when he's called, if he sits on command. And ultimately, if he gives the paw, because that's just the cutest thing. Yeah. I don't care what else he does, Dan. And if he wants to jump on somebody that comes into my house, I don't give a shit. Well, and look, we don't, I honestly don't care about the jumping either with Moose, whatever. He's a giant dog. The I think the issue comes when you bring nine-month-old Jameson into a house of a dog that is that big and you need floor space for your your son who's only nine months old and the dog doesn't understand personal space or boundaries or grabbing blankets or when we need that all on the floor for him it's a little scary to have an 80 pound dog I, I agree with jumping you. around and moving like that with a nine month old son i i agree with you um it's funny how when I walk the dog and there are other dogs and I, I come up with them, most of the dogs will, will jump up, mm-hmm. want to jump up on me, being friendly. Yeah. Um, and, the, the you know, the person saying, down, 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 no, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying it's almost impossible to stop a dog from jumping. Uh, it's got to really take a lot of work. It's yeah. got to take a lot. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm not doing and it. I'll tell you what, Charlotte is that kind of dog as well. Someone comes over, she wags her tail, she gets really excited and she wants to jump to lick your face. She's going to do that. And we tried for literally two years. The one thing Charlotte hates most in the world is water and getting wet. And so we had a spray bottle and every time she jumped, she got sprayed. And normally a good deterrent for any animal that you know you don't like something like that it's just water we read people use vinegar and other shit like that or lemon juice and water no we used water because she hates water and to this day she still jumps there's no way we were getting that out of her we can control it especially if we're walking outside and i have her on a leash and a harness and you know little kids are walking by or they come can we pet her 
yes, she's friendly. You can pet her. She will try to lick you, and she might try to jump. And I try to hold her down, and she's pretty good with little kids. But if it's an adult, if Pookie comes over because she's going to come play with the kids or something like that, she's jumping. Our neighbors love her in the back, and they see her when they come home or whatever. She's jumping on them. But I would tell you that as, as rambunctious as you say Spencer is, Spencer doesn't, except for us, doesn't really jump on somebody when he meets them. And if I'm walking him, he's the best dog in the world to go over to a little boy or a little girl because he's not going to jump and he's going to be very friendly and and very calm. He's just big. He's 80 pounds of pure dog muscle. And he's yes, he is. And he can push you around. But, but I'm not going to change that. And I'm not going to train it out of uh, Thor. If Thor wants not to jump, then that's going to be his prerogative. Right. Uh, no, he's not going to be wild. And he's going to, you know, okay, here's the bottom line. We're talking about dog training. And here are my rules. Okay. The dog needs to know what his crate is. The dog needs to be housebroken quickly, not pee pads, right. not a space in the house that he goes. He's got to go out and only go out. Now, he can cry and let you know he wants to go out. Yep. That's fine. Um, stand yep. by the door. That's Hit fine. the door. Yeah. It's okay. Charlotte's thing. Right. I, we didn't teach it. It's kind of the dog it that comes. teaches That's you. Right. That's that, exactly hey, right. I'm hitting the door. That means That's I'm right. Or I'm over there and I whine a little bit. Right. So he's got to be housebroken. After that, it's gravy. He needs to come when he's called. That's important. Because yeah. if he gets off the leash, he's got to know that when I call him, he yeah, better yeah. come back. Yeah. After that, it's cosmetic. It's sitting. It's shaking. It's rolling over. Yeah. I don't All the other mean, things are... For fun, basically. You know, heal and all of that. My my thing is, come when you're called, pee outside, okay, sit, that's it. Well, and, and, and for us, especially in that first year where you are crate training it, uh, the, the thing that we found most important was don't call it a crate. Call it home. house. It's, yeah, yeah, it's house. just house. Home. So yes. that when when it was time for us to go to work in the morning, Charlotte go home, and she knew, and she went right into her crate and was excited. She was, you know, we didn't just have the pad in there. The you throw blankets and quilts. We we used to go to Walmart probably once every two weeks because they had these shitty three dollar blankets. And we just throw a new blanket in there because she would she was a chewer. So she'd want to chew something while she was in there and and she would rip the hell out of these blankets. So you give a $3 crapo and you throw it in. And And we've got, we've got two crates. I've got one upstairs in the bedroom for night Mm -hmm. and one downstairs. And you know, it, it amazes me sometimes that for the most part, he's sleeping by my feet and we got a little bed. So he's right by my feet right now on the bed. Um, but there are times that I'm, where is the puppy? And he's in the crate downstairs yeah. and he's sleeping in it. The door is open It's and he goes in. Well, and, so, and, and I remember that with Spencer too. We always had the crate in the living room 
behind the big blue blue couch mm-hmm. and that was his crate and the door was always open and half the time you'd find him he was sleeping in there because it was his home you have to make exactly. that their safe spot that they're comfortable in even if they have a bed even if they have you know the couch and they're and i'll tell you what don't you dare get a dog and, and not allow him to not be on the couch or a bed or whatever of course no no question about it uh you know, people are different. People are going to have different rules. People are going to have pee pads. People are going to. I'm telling you, as as my rules and my way of thinking, to all the podcast listeners out there, you thousands of people. Oh yeah. Housebreak him. Make him come when he's called, or her. Everything else you're going to do and they're going to learn especially in this case thor because he is very smart um the dog is sitting already on command yeah he's seven weeks old come on yeah um and and you know we'll we'll on the podcast i guess we'll do some progress report every once in a while yeah absolutely um well like you're not going to talk about your puppy every week give me a break of course i am and and you know we got him he was seven pounds uh, and five weeks old now he is eight weeks and i would have to guess he's pushing 10. yeah uh he's growing he's still a puppy well and and then of course the last little bit and then we'll we'll kind of sign off and get out of here is it's not really training per se but when you're getting frustrated with training a dog because there are times when man housebreaking for example is why is he still doing it you know and it'll happen you want to break them quickly like you said and they will eventually learn that yes outside only they'll learn it but you know when you get frustrated just remember that they're only in a part of your life you're their entire life you know be you know it's a dog it's going to be frustrating but you're their whole world charlotte curls up with me on the bed every single night not saying that you have to let your dog sleep with you on the bed but i'm just no, saying that, that, keep that Dan, in mind. You're, you're right um and you're absolutely right and and the only other caveat and and if i have to tell people who are listening to this podcast this then then don't need to listen to the podcast mm. don't ever ever hit the dog yeah don't ever you know he peed on the floor don't go over to him and slap him in the face a stern no suffices don't ever you want to spray him with water i understand that also yeah don't ever hit a dog don't ever hit the dog ever the spring charlotte was more she was already two years old she was a, a dog. She knew the rules. She knew the lessons. She just won't stop jumping. So that's where the spraying water come from. But yeah, don't hit. Don't, you know, there are times even with Charlotte where I'm taking her out for the last time. It's late. I just want to get her out, let her pee and come back in. She's messing around and sniffing around and I'm getting frustrated. Like, just go pee so we can go inside and go to bed. And you just got to 
take the extra second and stop and say, she's sniffing. She's a dog. That's what dogs do. Let her sniff. She'll pee, you know, kind of nudge her along. Hey, Charlotte, come on. And she'll pee. And then, oh, <laughs> of course you did that. You woke him up and now he's on. Not like anyone can see him, but I can. Little fluffy boy. He's getting big. He looks different already. Look at that little face. He's my good boy. He's going to go out, so, go upstairs. Yep. So that'll do it for us here at the Dudes Up podcast. Train your dog. Housebreak him. That's a little puppy. So cute. I'll definitely post pictures of this little guy in some videos. Uh, you can always check out. He's got an Instagram. I'll, I'll tag the Instagram for him so you can see all the videos and pictures of him as well. Uh, we'll get into all kinds of things coming up on the podcast. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bite him. yeah, bite him. Yeah, bite him. Bite his ear. <laughs> and uh, and until next time, uh, you know, send us a message. Let us know what's going on. Uh, audio message, Instagram, all that good stuff. So, you got anything else? Yeah, I'll see you when I see you. Bye, gators. <laughs>